Hello and welcome back to our weekly podcast, Warrior of Light, hosted by me, Beverly. And today we are joined by Dr. Mwangi Karanja, who is, in, who is an obstetrician and a gynecologist. He's going to talk about contraception types, side effects, and affordability in depth. Mwangi Karanja. What exactly do we mean when we talk about contraception? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Contraception in brief, these are uh, methods or or devices we use uh, to prevent someone from from conceiving or getting pregnant. Basically ways of, of family planning. Yes. So... And uh, the, the contraception, they're divided into um, Now, there are different ways of dividing uh, contraception. Mm-hmm. You can look at it from the point of hormones. You can either say hormonal contraceptions mm-hmm. or non-hormonal contraceptions. Um, you can talk of the natural methods. And... Uh, Although we don't say unnatural, but uh, the modern methods now of contraception. You can also divide them into long-term methods, the one that you use for three years, five years. And we have the ones for short-term methods, like the injection you use for for, uh, three months. Then there are the pills that you take every day. Um... The other classification, you could talk of barrier methods. Barrier methods means you you prevent the sperms from getting uh, into the reproductive system of the lady. Here we are talking about the condoms, uh, we're talking about the diaphragm, we're talking about the cervical cups, although some of them are rare. I'm sure some of them you have not had. Uh, yes. Now, um, the most common one we use among the modern methods are the hormonal and the non-hormonal. Uh, if we start with the non-hormonal, we have the uh, coil that is uh, commonly known as the coil. We call it IUCD, intrauterine uh, device. And that one is placed into the uterus to prevent the sperms from accessing the, the, the ovum. And we have one, you can use it for either three years, there's one for five years, and the most common one we use uh, can take even up to 10 years. Once it's placed, it's inserted, it takes 10 years. The other method uh, uh, in terms of non-hormonal are the condoms. Of course, condoms are common and we all know about condoms, it's a barrier method. Uh, Non-hormonal, we also include there the diaphragm, and the cervical cups. Those are rare because we rarely use them uh, in Kenya, but they are barriers which are placed uh, either in the cervix of the woman or in the vagina. It's just a barrier, physical barrier, so that after intercourse, the sperms cannot access uh, the uterus, so they prevent uh, conception. Now, among the hormonal, which most, most, most of us are, are, are familiar with. We have the injection, 
the injection the one you use for three months uh, then we have the pills the pills you take every day and we have the combined pill and we have the single pill by combined we mean it has two uh, compounds estrogen and progesterone or it can have one compound that is progesterone and that one you have to take it every day for the time you are planning not to conceive then uh, the other hormonal we have what we call patches like we call them estrogen patches or emperor patch the common one that we use this is a patch that is placed on the skin either in the in the in the buttocks or at the back most women prefer the back and they do it every week so you you put the patch you attach it on your skin you stay with it for a week after one week you remove it then you replace again after another week. so you use it every week so what it does it releases the hormones in in small quantities into the system uh, for a week so anytime you want to conceive you just stop using uh, the patches yes those are the most common ones we use, we use currently and uh, long term yes the tubal now um, um I, I i forgot that we have the permanent methods yeah. yes and we have two permanent methods of contraception one is 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 both of them are sterilization meaning it cannot be reversed once you've done it you will never conceive again we have the tubal ligation whereby we what we do we tie or we cut the fallopian tube and this will affect fertilization in case the sperms uh, access the fallopian tube so that one is permanent once it's done you cannot reverse uh, the other method that is also permanent is what we call vasectomy you realize all the other uh, modes it's, it's about the woman yeah. now this one the man comes in so for vasectomy uh, what we do we tie um, um, there's an organ within the testes that is uh, tied to prevent the sperms from from so that during ejaculation the sperms are prevented from getting out of the testes that we call vasectomy both are permanent so once you do that no conception anymore mm -hmm. yes so what are the side effects of the barrier method under which we said it's condoms diaphragm cervical cups and span what's it called spermicides. cervical cup the other one spermicides spermicides are, are, are there are some creams you can do huh? uh, you can use it's applied uh, on the vagina so that it, it actually kills the sperms and some people put it in the condom so that once you, you ejaculate um, um, the spermicides spermicides actually kill the sperms so that it cannot access the, the uterus and the, and the fallopian tube now for the condom the 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 there's not much side effect but the failure rate is high because in terms of use most people don't know how to use a condom because it's a barrier method yes but now when you're removing it and also are you going to be to to have that discipline to use the condom every time you're having uh, intercourse 
because most of the time you're in a relationship, a stable relationship, and sometimes you don't plan to have intercourse. It can be spontaneous. So you can actually, sometimes you can actually uh, go without the condom. So for long-term method, we don't advise uh, the condom because it requires a lot of discipline and correct way of using it. So there's a high failure rate with the condom. Now for the diaphragm and the cervical cup also, uh, some of the side effects is infection because you really have to observe uh, high hygiene to use it, how it's placed and how you remove it. You wash your hands before and you wash your hands after. And sometimes it can even get stuck because of the way you place it. Because the instructions are very clear how you use it. So the risk is infection. And also when you remove it, it has a high failure rate because of how you remove the diaphragm and the, and the cervical cup. Um, as for the injection, the hormonal ones, the ones that are very common, in terms of side effects, uh, let me start with the injection. The one you use it for three months. And the implant, the implant is the one for three years, the one that is inserted uh, on the inner side of the, of the arm. That one is for three years because it's basically hormones. And the most feared side effect is uh, uh, weight increase. And uh, on the flip side also, it can actually cause weight loss. So there are women who lose weight when they use the hormone, and there are some whose weight increase. And of course, that is more sensitive uh, uh, for women. So once you use it and you find that the weight is increasing at a rate which you're, you're worried, then you can always stop using that contraception. The other side effect is uh, it can affect your menstrual cycle. For some women, it com you completely uh, it completely stop you from getting uh, your menses, so that for the time you're using that contraception, you don't receive your periods. Um, that scares you. There's a time I had someone yes. say, yes. you know, most of us ladies, the period where you are receiving your periods, mm. there are cramps, yes. there's pain, so. The reason why she went for the pills is not because of the con controlling the birth. So she went so that she can stop the menstruation. Yes, yes, yes. And we, we, to add on that, we also use the same contraception to treat menstrual problems. Yes, like severe, severe cramps, uh, severe prolonged bleeding. You can actually use the contraception because they are hormones to control the bleeding and also to control the pain. So, so that's, that's actually true. But the opposite can happen. When you use the hormonal contraception, your cycle can become more irregular, more frequent, and the blood flow can actually increase. And the problem is predicting who, who will get which side effect. You can't predict. It's more of try and error. You try it, if the side effect is too severe, then, then, then we stop it, because there are some women who actually have to stop using the contraception because of the side effects. Those are the hormonal. Now, the non-hormonal, like the coil, um, I'm sure you've heard about the coil. Uh, um, any side effects you you've, you've heard about the coil or or the myths, because you have the myths and and what people think the coil can cause. 
personally, I'm using the IUD. Okay. So the only side effect I had was cramps. But that was after insertion, that first three yes. days. But there was a time I had very severe cramps. I couldn't even walk. But it was for a short while. Yeah, for a short while. But I have a friend who she experienced the same, but now it's the So she had to go and replace it. Replace or remove? Remove them. Okay. <laughs> now, for the coil, it, it, it's very effective in terms of preventing the pregnancy. In fact, it's one of the best. Uh, some of the most feared side effects. Uh, like you see, when, when you want to remove the coil, we have to locate the string. There's a string that we have to, to get it and remove. Because the coil is in the uterus. So you can't see the coil in the uterus. So sometimes you lose that string. It can either come off or it can uh, translocate and go into the, the uterus. So when you're removing it, we can't locate it. So we have to go to theater, put you on, on, on anesthesia, and remove it. It's not an operation. You remove it from below. But it's painful. That's why you put you on, on anesthesia. Um, the other side effect could be, could be perforation. Perforation of the, of the, of the uterus. Okay. It rarely happens, but it can happen. Now, for this one, most of the time you start getting on and off pain, sometimes during menses, and sometimes even even without menses. Eh? And uh, once this happens, we usually do a scan. A scan is, uh, you take a, a scan of the, of the pelvis, and it will locate where the, the coil is. And that will help us whether to remove it in the normal way, or we can use any other means to remove it. Um, sometimes the coil can just come out on its own. Yes, it's, it's been fixed after a while, either during your periods or for reasons unknown to us, the coil comes out. And the woman can either see it or sometimes they may not see it if it comes out with the menses. So you can imagine getting pregnant, you had a coil, the coil cannot be seen and you wonder where it is. That is one of the reasons it can it can actually come out. Okay, so I have a question. Yes, please. Mm. Since you're saying it means a talker, mm. water. Yes. So the first time when you are inserted an IUD, mm. you'll have to go for checkup after your menses one month. So the checkup, the, how is it supposed to go? Um, no, the checkup it's it's. The, the one that they recommend when you go back for checkup, they'll ask you about your, your periods because the coil can actually alter your periods. They can become irregular. And uh, if you have any new onset pain, lower abdominal pain, that can tell if the coil is actually uh, not well placed. And in some centers, they even check for the string if it's still intact. Yes. What I recommend, although it's not, it's not in the guidelines, that it's a, it's a standard recommendation, you can actually do a scan to see that the coil is well placed within the uterus. So that you don't pick a problem when it's already advanced. So you can actually do a scan within three months or even six months if you're suspecting the coil has, has, has relocated. 
You just do once, once, yeah. Mm. As for the checkup, once you come for the for the checkup, maybe after two weeks or after one month, and there's no problem and the coil is well placed, if you don't get any side effect or any symptoms after that, it's not a must you 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 come for checkup. But sometimes we usually advise uh, you can actually feel the string. Yes, the lady can actually feel the string. That is the most reassuring bit. If you can be able to, to feel the string with your fingers, then we are sure the coil is, is there and it's, it's well placed. If it reaches a point you can't feel the string, then you have to come back and we, we confirm if it's actually, it's actually there. Okay. Yes. And uh, surgical sterilization, are there any side effects? Now, for surgical sterilization, we are talking about uh, tubal ligation mm -hmm. and the vasectomy. Um, there's some myths about, about tubal ligation. That, that libido <laughs> goes down, eh? <laughs> which, which is more of a myth. Because the fallopian tube, when you do the, the sterilization, the fallopian tube does not affect your libido in any way. So the only complication you can have is when we are doing the tubal ligation. You know the fallopian tube is close to the ovary, the intestines are there. So during the operation, like any other operation, is the complication of the operation itself. But not when you've done a successful tubal ligation, there's no side effect of that, apart from pain. Now, in rare circumstances, this, this, the tube can, there's what you call a recanalizer, eh? as in they can come back together and you can actually conceive after doing a tubal ligation. It can happen, it's rare, but yes. But that's more of a, you see the fallopian tube has a canal. Eh? So when you tie it, later as the healing process uh, occurs, they can actually come together and you can actually conceive. It has happened, uh, there are reasons why, why, why it happens. <laughs> yes. So as much as we say it's permanent, uh, it also has its own failure rate. Now, for the for the vasectomy, the one that is done for the man, uh, we have the one that is called, we can use a scalpel, that is the blade, and we have the non-scalpel type where we don't cut anywhere. We just tie the, 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 the bus, what you call the bus difference. It's, it's the, the tube that transmits the sperms during during ejaculation you can get an infection after after the procedure and that one you have to stay for three months those three months you have to use a different mode of family planning because the sperms uh, they're still being manufactured and you can actually conceive after doing the vasectomy so you have to take some time using another alternative before now we say the vasectomy has worked yes okay and um, affordability mm. the birth control please mm, depending on the mode uh, some are free <laughs> like the condom <laughs> uh, most most of the contraceptive um, you can access them through the government hospitals eh? 
some actually free. I think you pay not more than a hundred shillings to access the, the the injection that is the depot, the one for three months. Even the coin, I don't think in the government facility will be charged more than five hundred. Yes, you you're surprised. I hope you are not charged. No, I was charged <laughs> at Maristops two thousand five hundred. To me, that was cheap. Yes, Maristops is, is is a private entity, so mm -hmm. that's understandable. But you go to a government facility, most of them are actually actually affordable because we, we encourage our women to, to have that, uh, to do family planning and spacing of their children. So we actually provide some of them for free. Even the pills, some of them are free. Yes, whatever you pay is just some consultation fee, I think 20 shillings or 50 or 100, depending on the facility. But you'll be surprised to, to unless you go and you find they are out of stock. Yes, but if they're there, it's, you'll spend not more than 200. But in pri private facility, it will depend uh, uh, who offers the service. Most facilities, uh, the nurse can do that. The injection, the implant, the coil, at a, at, at a much cheaper rate than if a gynecologist does it. If you come to me because of my specialization, I'll charge you more because there's a consultation and everything and the follow-up. But if it's done by a nurse, a competent, who's, competent nurse who's been trained to do that, uh, it's, it's cheaper. Now, the ones that might be expensive uh, is the vasectomy and the, and the surgical uh, uh, tubal ligation. Not unless now you do it under a program like Maristops, where they also do it for free. They have a program they do it. But you come to a government facility or a private entity, then you you you'll pay quite some amount in private even up to up to thirty thousand fifty thousand yes depending on whoever is doing it and the facility where you're doing it but in government is affordable and you can actually manage to do it yes and um, sexually yes if the male so the mm -hmm. the man mm -hmm. When is he allowed to, to undergo vasectomy? <laughs> like, yes, yes, you see, yes. most of our generation, yes. we like, I don't know, is it because we haven't grown, but mm -hmm. most of us are saying that having a child is a choice. Yes. So what if this person has decided, has given himself time to think and has decided that um, me and, and a child, no. So he decides to undergo vasectomy, yes. and he has never had a child. Yes. Um, those are areas where you you. It's not about medicine now. It's more social and and, and uh, Is it ethical to provide that service just because someone has requested? You can put it even this way. A woman comes to you, and they want to do tubal ligation. They want, they want their, they don't want to, to get babies. It's, it's their choice. Or the man doesn't want to, to get a child in the future. Um, what we recommend as, as, as professionals is you counsel this person and you make sure they understand the procedure they are doing and the implications. Meaning, 
you're doing it, you're not planning to reverse this. So you're not planning any time soon or in the future to get a baby. And you can even give them scenarios on what can happen and you change your mind. Because life is dynamic. You can, tomorrow, anything can happen. Preferably, get a second opinion from a colleague, either a fellow gynecologist or somebody different. Um, so that you as a professional also, you, you protect yourself. Because you, if you get a second opinion, then you'll be sure this person has decided to take uh, that, that model of, of contraception. So it's allowed, and some have done it, but they have to sign a consent that they are of age, they understand what they're doing, and they have understood the implication that might happen. At a personal level, I don't recommend, <laughs> and I don't do it. At a personal level, I don't. So, as a professional, I will refer you to someone who is comfortable to do it. But personally, I will, I will, I will agree. That is not medical. That is my own conscience and, and, and nothing to do with my, my, my practice. Yes. But someone who's come, has never had, had a child, they decide they don't want. At a personal level, I'll not provide that service for them. But I'll give them an option of a colleague who can, who can take up that matter. Okay. Yes. So, uh, according to age, so according to the UNFPA, yes. it's um, between 15 to 40, which is something, 49. Yeah, 49 yes. years. The reproductive. Yeah. They, are, they can be able to access family. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. So, what if a um, 15 year old wants to access a family planning <laughs> method? <laughs> yes. So which, um, which will the best for the you. best for that age? No. You know, in, in Kenya we're in a dilemma as 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 uh, reproductive health providers, huh? mm -hmm. because according to our constitution, anyone below eighteen years is a minor. Okay. Yes. But we live, we live, we live in in in, um, in 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 the real world, the one that we live. A fifteen-year-old today, they are having intercourse, they are having sex. Some are even married, although it's illegal. So you have to weigh between uh, uh, the rights of children, the rights of parents, because if someone is fifteen-year-old, they're in someone's house, and their parents don't know if they're using any contraception. So so what is recommended is you have this material, you make sure she understands what she's doing. She knows about contraception. And the reasons why she wants the contraception. You can even ask them, are you comfortable with involve your parents in this in this decision making? Because if the parents find out and they come for the doctor, like the story, you saw the story that was yesterday. On TV, yeah, on TV yeah, yesterday. Yes, they went for the doctor. You don't know what happened for the doctor to provide that service. That's a story for another day because we don't know the the the, the, the other side of the story. But sometimes we actually do. 
if we look at the reasons and they are justified, you can actually provide contraception and it's allowed. And, and But we have to be careful about the hormonal contraceptive mm-hmm. and the children who are young because it can it can interfere with the with the, the menstrual cycle so you have to inform them and counsel them and they know that this is your cycle this contraceptive can alter your cycle and these are the side effects okay. but you have to weigh in about age rights and ethics you know we live in an african society we have the ideal which is recommended by who but always remember, we are, we, are, we, are, we are in Africa, so you have to weigh in uh, the social bit. Okay. Yes. So, you have access to contraceptives. You will give the person the information, everything, so mm-hmm. she's the one to decide, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as in, I want the to best. Under, I want to understand mbona mtu achague kumona na achingi so when someone comes na nataka contraception the first thing we usually ask them have you ever used any contraception before if they have not used any before you ask them which one do you know and which one would you want and why would you want that so that you understand they know what them they're going for. Now, if they don't know any contraception, they have come from for advice from me as a gynecologist. Uh, what we usually ask them is, for how long do you want to stay uh, protected so that you can't conceive for how long? If they're looking at three, four, five years, you give them the option for long term as opposed to short-term, the injection for three months of the pills. You can imagine taking pills for three years, every day for three years. It doesn't make sense. Then number two, uh, you explain to them the hormonal and the non-hormonal. Now, there are some conditions where you can't use the, the hormonal drugs. One, if you've ever had severe side effects before, or if someone has pressure, hypertension, uh, diabetes, we don't recommend the hormonal modes of contraception because they can worsen uh, uh, that part. Now, so you, you, you actually give them the options and you tell them the side effects, then they choose. Most women will come to you when they already, they already have an idea what they have been told by their colleagues, their friends. So if they come and they, most of them use hormonal, uh, the one for three months because it's just an injection and you get it after every three months and if you want to conceive you just stop getting the injection yes as for the ones that are long term uh, you know it's actually a procedure like the coil most people will not want a coil because maybe they're not comfortable with how it's inserted <laughs> or the implant the one that we insert on the hand some think it's, it's an invasive uh, procedure and they, they just don't, don't, don't go for it. Mm. Mm. Yes. 
mungkin mm. endeksi shida. Mm. There is a friend of mine. Mm. She was telling, she, I was telling her, how many times have I told you to go to the hospital mm. and get, yes, and get some, yeah. Then mm. she's like, ah, my friend, I didn't But me, I'm telling her, enda, utaongelesho unatajua which one is for you. Wataona, aijawak, so, they fear. Those are what we call the, their myths and their truths about contraceptive. Now, if one person, as I told you earlier, kuna mtu wata increase weight, kuna ingini wana reduce weight na contraception. So what I usually say is, in terms of the side effects, it's more of trial and error. Majority don't have side effects. The minority who have side effects are the ones who will come with the problem. So it may seem like many have side effects, but actually the ones who don't have side effect, they don't come back to complain. They're very comfortable. So you not pick them uh, as, as side effects. Now, what usually say is this, come we try that contraception. contraception. If you are worried about your periods, uh, the flow getting irregular or increasing in weight, then if that side effect is severe, we just stop it. If the weight increase was because of the, the, the contraceptive, then once we stop it, you should not, the weight should not increase. Okay? Because sometimes you can increase the weight. We think it's the contraception, but it could not be the contraception. So it's good. I end the hospital, whichever place they're providing that service, I lezewe vizuri. So that ye mwenye decide. We have other options. Thank you. Then I want to ask a general question. Yes, please. On the reproductive health field, the one that they're discussing. What's your thought about it? I've gone through it. I think it's. We are getting there. There are some, some, as I told you, we are an African society. And uh, we have traditions and beliefs and what we've been doing. There are some, some things in that bin that are, um, which, which word will I use so that I, I don't look like I'm... <laughs> Uh, there's a word I want to use but it it will be offensive (laughs) that's what I'm trying to avoid but I actually support it because it looks at the girl child as an individual not as a society the African society so that individual is that individual an adult above 18 years yes can she make a decision on her own Yes. Okay. This individual is 16 years. She's less than 18 years. What the what 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 the constitution says: an adult and a child. But this 16-year-old is she having intercourse? Yes, she's having intercourse. Does she have the freedom to choose when she's having intercourse? Does she have to ask her parents? Of course, <laughs> most of the time the parents don't know. 
so they should be given freedom to choose uh, uh, what what they want with their reproductive uh, health but what we advise is get professional help go to the nearest hospital to the nearest health center to the nearest facility so that you're advised in terms of your reproductive health yes. but me okay i read it and i was like yeah, i really support this because mm, mm. maybe to me i don't go with the Mm. Most of us, this generation, don't go yes. by the sure, we, sure. we don't go by the rules. We mm. choose. We choose mm. most of the time. So which which part of it do you like? The surrogacy part. The surrogacy. Yeah. Surrogacy has been happening. But only that it was not. Oh, yes, it was not open, mm-hmm. and it was not uh, 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 documented anywhere yeah, in yeah. law how it's supposed to be done. And it's expensive. And it's expensive. So I think to me, this if surrogacy is allowed, I might mm. hap- it happens freely. It mm. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know that idea. Yes. Yeah, a, the, you can you you're not able to carry. Yes. So you can get help. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was. I liked that part. And you see, once 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 it's it's in law, then people can be educated on it. If it's not in law. You'll never be educated on it unless you go as a person to find out. But if it's there in law, then even the professionals, we are free to talk about it. I, I looked at how much mm. it cost. It mm. was like, is it two, two million or two? I don't know. It was too much. Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's coming down soon because once people are enlightened about it and more people go for it, the, the charges will come down. Yes. Thank you. I learned a lot. Yeah, Hopefully, listeners will learn a lot. And thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>